Welcome to the Corporate Corner. My name is Mats Andersson. And I'm Ariel Green Andersson. We'll share with you conversations with people from around the world about their corporate experiences. At TCC, we look forward to together creating community. Welcome to episode 11 of the Corporate Corner. My name is Mats Andersson and today is another TCC Express. And I'll talk about speaking your mind, the importance of the direct line manager, how it is to be an unemployed director, and the run in the rat race that so many of us are doing on a daily basis. I'll also talk about being present, living the now, or trying to live the now, and how that has helped me. Today I'm alone in the studio for the first time. This would have been completely out of my comfort zone six months ago, but today it feels natural. Isn't it amazing how we can move our limits of what we are comfortable with when we stretch the limits a little bit and try something new? Ariel said after the last uh, wrap-up we did that I need to speak more. But I don't really have to do that. When there is someone around me talking, I'm happy listening and I'm fine with that. And I've been that like that my whole life. I find it fascinating to listen to people and their stories, whatever they talk about. And that is why doing this podcast and listening into people's stories feels very natural. But she's got a point. From time to time, we need to speak our minds. And I think there are so many people out there like me who are often holding back on what they have to or what they want to say because there is someone else in the room who is being more vocal. So to all silent people out there, speak up from time to time. What you have to say is also important. Back to the podcast and the guests we had on, had on so far. I wonder if the people we had on on the show are representative for a larger population. I'm not sure. They are more like rock stars. Mike, the two Davids and Tooney. To me, they are more the exceptions that confirm the rule, that it's pretty hard out there. I try to talk to people about life on a daily basis. Daily basis. I even ask my barista every day, how is life and how is, are things going in general? And in general, what you hear from people, it's tough. And often people start to talk about their job. A lot of people suffer. They struggle at work, they struggle with daily life, and most of the time they struggle with complicated relations and issues with communications. And so many people, when talking about their harsh conditions, is mentioning a direct manager, a shift leader, or organizer of their daily work that sucks. My view is that corporate, that in corporate, the most important thing for anyone to keep their sanity is their direct line manager. If he is a D-I-C-K or she is a B-I-T-C-H, then it doesn't matter how interesting your company, your product is, or how well paid you are. You'll be annoyed, frustrated, maybe have back pain, be sick, and you will go home with a spinning mind and complain to your partner, family, and friends. And the ripple effect of the impact your manager has on you is exponential. And it's causing so much unnecessary stress in our society. Yes, there are people like David Sobeski, who we listened to in, in the last episode, who doesn't care about these kind of things and can disregard it. And it is fantastic. But there are so many people who are affected and suffer. 
it doesn't have to be bad intentions. Your ma- intentions, your manager's actions can be for reasons that are for a higher cause. But it doesn't change that you feel like crap. So if you manage more people than yourself, think of the impact you have. Think of how you talk to people that one size fits all is probably not working. And be present, available and stand up for your people. Treat everyone working for you with respect. And if you have a problem with someone, deal with it. Talk to them about it. Don't let it get bad by not communicating. I've seen so many managers being more comfortable looking at their screen, talking via intermediates and being in an ivory tower, completely disconnected from the reality. And I must admit, it happened to me too. Sometimes you just don't have the energy to deal with all the aspects and complications that humans are bringing to the table. But you have to. Otherwise there will be a bunch of frustrated people down the line. doesn't matter if they are well-paid executives or my barista. The impact is the same and the price is suffering and a sick, stressed society. I, I could talk forever about this subject, but it's really close to my heart and especially as I see and hear so much suffering out there, it is tough to be part of the human machinery. The other thing I wanted to quickly touch in on is how it is to be an unemployed executive. I read all kinds of stories that when a man and senior executive loses his job, it's his whole identity that disappears and it comes with a lot of suffering. I remember once one director who were about to be degraded said to me, Mats, imagine the day I don't have my title any longer. People won't say hello to me anymore. For him that was probably true. Luckily I feel nothing of, nothing of that. I don't think anyone saw me as a director when I was one. Don't get me wrong, I think people respected me, not for being a director, but for being me, so the transition was relatively easy. People are the same to me now as they were before. And there is no physical pain, there is no suffering. Rather a relief to be far away from the political games and running in the hamster wheel and... I give a lot of credit to my friends out there. You know who you are. It's so amazing to have friends caring about you and trying to help you. I talked to one good friend the other day who is in a similar situation. And he said that when you're running the rat race, when you're in the hamster wheel, you always want more. You want more money. You want more power or whatever it is. So you just keep running. But when you stop for a while, when you have to stop, you realize... Oh, there is grass over there. I can stop for a while and relax. I can have a carrot. I don't have to run. We are so busy running in the hamster wheel that we don't see the world around us. And I hear this all the time, someone saying that when I reach that or when I have this amount of money, I will quit my job and do these things I always wanted to. I was the same. I was kind of subconsciously consciously thinking that when I retire, my life will start. Then I will be able to do all these things I always thought of. Silly, isn't it? Don't get me wrong. I worked on interesting things. I was surrounded by amazing people and mostly a good company. But there was always this thought that there was something else out there waiting for me. For me, it's funny and strange at the same time. The last talk I had with David Sobeski triggered a lot of thoughts in my in me and I realized that I was living in fear. Not fear for people, but fear for from being fired my whole career. 
And I remember it started when I was seven years, eight years old. This was in the mid-70s and the oil crisis just hit the world and there were a lot of people laid off everywhere. And at the same time, I was just learning to read and I was reading the newspaper every day as a kid and there was all these stories in Sweden about people being laid off and how tough their lives became. That, coupled with a worried nature, created such a fear from being laid off or fired that I just kept going, holding on to my job life like a lifeline. The company I worked in had and have one major cornerstone in their strategy, and it, it, is, it was saving cost. Every three, four years they did layoffs, and X percent of the personnel was sent home with a nice package, and the stress this created on me was immense. And I did not realize it at the time. But the funny thing is that when it happens, when you're laid off, it felt like a relief. Like someone took a heavy load off my shoulders and that life could finally start. Strange, isn't it? And I can't be the only one in this position. Happiness is a journey and not a destination, as someone wisely put it. Yeah, being unemployed, money is a worry. It's true. You have to find a way to get money coming in at some point in time, but the day-to-day life, it's much more real, and you are in life, I would say. You get to take a step back, realize work is just one part of life, and that all these things going on every day, it's life. Yeah, it's life. This is life. One thing that helped me, and still helps me immensely, is to work on living in the now. And I want to quickly touch on that subject. I know this is such a buzzword and sounds like BS to some of you, but if you manage to do it, there is rarely any real problem in the current moment. And if you manage to stay present and in awareness of what, of what you do, life is pretty fine. The problem, at least for me, is that most of, my, of the time I'm in the past my brain tries to change the history of things or is going through the pain in the history or the problem of the future. When I think of when money will run out or when we will have to move, it's terrible. But if I focus on every day, life is pretty fine. But it takes a lot of work to manage the spinning and drifting mind. For me, meditation and actively working on presence helps immensely. But it's like with all training. If you don't practice, you are soon back to square one. When I train squats in the gym, I can in general easily do a couple of sets with 8 reps and take 80, 90, sometimes 100 kilos on the bar, and I feel no soreness in the legs the next day. But if I don't train for 2 or 3 weeks and then go back and I put 50 kilos on the bar, I will hardly be able to walk the next day. It's the same with the mind. If I don't practice actively to be present, the mind quickly returns to this spinning wheel who is all over the map, in the past, in the future, but rarely present and aware. So like with everything, practice is required to master something, and it's the same trying to be present, easy to say, but more difficult to live. In a way, I find this aim to be present just like another tool to trick your brain, but in the end, if it works... Who cares? Back to speaking your mind. I remember that when I 
that that when in some situations at work I was speaking my mind, I was sometimes told that, yeah, that's good, but we cannot really say it like that or do like that for whatever reason there might be. And I'm sure that now someone will say that you cannot in a podcast about corporate talk about your squats, the present mind and how it is to not work at the same time. It's, it's out of context and not in line with the subject. The good thing is that here in this podcast, I can say whatever I want. What a chance to have that possibility. My own little therapy space. To finish off, I'll read a rejection of one of my job applications because I think it was a great one. It is the best so far. Here comes an excerpt. Dear Mats, although we are impressed with your background and experience we have decided to pursue with other candidates, etc., etc. Impressed with your background and experience. Doesn't it sound nice? It felt like I got the job without getting it. If there is any HR person listening, get inspired and copy that. Next week, we are going to talk about a book, The Tribal Leadership, and we get one of the authors, Haley Fisher Wright with us from Denver, Colorado. Stay tuned. I wish you all an excellent corporate week. Thanks for listening to the Corporate Corner. If you want to know more about us, read our blog and see notes about today's show and link to the podcast, go to our website, www.thecorporatecorner.net. There you also find links to our social media presence as well as means to support us. If you want to get in touch or share a corporate experience, write us at info at thecorporatecorner.net. We would love to hear from you. Have an excellent corporate week and talk to you soon.